Cinema. Welcome back to War of Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, your local metalhead, and with me is... Par the Collector. What's up, everybody? And I gave you Blood Simple. Blood Simple, man. And uh, that's directed by the Coen Brothers. It's their very first movie. Uh, starring John Getz, Dan Hedaya, Francis McDormand, and Emmett, M. Emmett Welsh, which... He's great in this movie. He is fantastic. He makes this movie, man. He is my favorite part of this movie. But he's also the one like seasoned actor besides Dan Hedaya. Oh, let me give a shout out to Sam Art Williams because I like Maurice in this too. I oh, thought yeah? he was smooth. He was. That shit he does on the bar. Yeah. The little two-step with the fucking Converse on, dude. The Chuck Taylors. Yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, Maurice, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> I loved how he just walked over the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's good filmmaking because when he did it, you could see those fucking old stuffy white people looking like, what are you doing? You know, because like it's a fucking bar in Texas. Mm-hmm. Like It's a shit kicking bar in Texas. And it's old. It's yeah. what, 30 years old in yeah. 1984. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And like, it doesn't really tell you the exact time period this movie's in, but I leave it to believe it's the 70s. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, Because of the suits that uh, Venner's wearing. Right. So, uh, what did you what did you think about this movie? You see, that's the thing I was going to talk about. Uh, with the when it comes to the Coen Brothers, I'm I'm kind of love hate because some of their movies I fucking love, and then some of them I could give no fucks about. Like, I have not watched a Coen Brothers movie that I do not like. Yeah, I know we've talked about it many right. times. Like, uh, I love Fargo. Yep. I absolutely love Fargo. Mm-hmm. Um, I fucking love A Brother War though. Absolutely good. I love. I like Miller's Crossing. Um, Big Lebowski. Uh, fuck yeah! I was getting the biggest to it. classic. That's, I was getting to it. Dude. That's my number one. Obviously, <laughs> is the Big Lebowski. Um, and then I like Burn After Reading. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it as much the first time I saw it, but like when I went back and watched it again, I, they I got do, it a little they bit. They do more have some movies that need to like grow on you because yeah. Hail Caesar. I watched it the first time. I'm like, I do not like this, but then I watched it recently and I fucking love that movie yeah see when i saw the trailer for it i was like instantly nope yeah it's not for everybody i can admit to that and that's fine and i'm not hating on people that do love it i'll i'm a firm believer in love what you love you know like Mm -hmm. fuck it um because there's movies that i like that i know for a fact there's probably not another soul on this earth or maybe one or two more that, that that think it's good you know yeah um but yeah like some of their movies i i fucking love like right but they have a uh a very they, unique style of filmmaking. They do, and everyone knows those. The ones that you mentioned when you say Coen Brothers, those are the ones that come to people's mind. But this one doesn't really get talked about much, so I figured it would be a nice opportunity to kind of... Oh, and I do like No Country for Old Men, but oh. I, it's not... I don't think it's fantastic. And I've watched it many times, and I know that it's such a ground... You know, everybody's like just talks some, about how fantastic it is. Some but, people tout it as one of the best movies ever made. Right. And I mean, it's got some fantastic kills in it. I'll mm-hmm. give you that. But... And it's got a decent... It's got a, an original story, I feel like. But... I don't know, man. Just some of it missed on me, I really? guess. Uh, like I said, you how know... How many times I'm, have you seen it? Like three. Really? Yeah. And I like... And the only reason I watch it is for Javier Bordeaux. Like, he plays like one of the... Like, oldest killer right ever. i've ever seen in any movie yes. on any like level like tv or film like <laughs> and I, I that's what made me start watching him and other shit i was like this guy's fucking good he is i do love that movie too it's um, fantastic but i think when i first saw it i was working at mugs and i was just like this movie's kind of all over the place <laughs> but i was working so like you know i didn't yeah, feel yeah, like, yeah. it's hard to f- i get it so it came out on dvd 
and everybody was talking about, oh man, it's one of the greatest movies of the year. And I was like, well, fuck, maybe I'll go back and watch it again. So I bought it for my dad for Father's Day mm-hmm. on Blu-ray and we all sat and watched it. And he was like, I fucking hate this movie. Take it with you. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. he's That's like, no, I'm harsh. serious. Take it with you. Like, I don't want it. Damn. I'm like, fuck. Okay. So Your dad I, pulls I no still, punches. I still have the fucking Blu-ray for No Country for Old Men at my house. That you bought your father. That, <laughs> that you I bought my want. dad because I wasn't a father at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was. A, I was in high school. <laughs> so, um, but uh, <laughs> so like it kind of put a bad taste in my mouth. And then like I watched it like one more time when it was like on HBO or something. <laughs> and uh, ironic enough, I think my dad was there, and he was of course like, he was. He was like. I'm like, I thought you hated this movie. He's like, well, I, I like this part at the hotel. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a sucker for that shit, too. He likes that gangster shit, too. So. There, was a, uh, there was this person telling a story about how uh, every Father's Day or, or his birthday, she would buy her dad a bottle of whiskey. And because she remembered as a kid, his favorite whiskey had like a bird on it. So she was buying him wild turkey. And one day she was over at his house and she was looking for something and she opened up a cabinet that it's had nothing but, wild nothing but wild turkey, unopened bottles of wild turkey. And she's like, Dad, what is this? He's like, I just didn't have the heart to tell you that I didn't like this whiskey, but you kept buying it for me. Because, <laughs> I mean, it is. Some people do think that it's rude to, to, to say like. Your dad gives no fucks, though. No, my dad. No, I mean, he's been he's always been like that about yeah. everything. I remember I was like, I might have been 11 or 12. I don't remember. But I was at that age where like it was kind of you didn't really, really believe in Santa. But like you were trying to believe because you yeah, wanted yeah, yeah. better presence, you mm-hmm. know, for one more year. And I yeah. just remember I was like, I was like, oh, I hope I've been good enough, man. I, 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 was, I, I don't remember what it was that I wanted. But I was like, I was like. Santa, I hope Santa brings that bitch for her. He looked right at me and said, motherfucker, Santa ain't real. Damn. And I'm like, I'm like, damn, daddy. He was like, you're old enough, boy. You got your fun. He's like, but don't say shit around your sister. I was like, what the fuck? He's like, yeah, she gets two more years. He goes, and then I'll tell her. I'm like, damn. But that's just how he's always been. Yeah. Um, I was pulling up their filmography because I wanted to. I wanted to just see. Oh, Raising Arizona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's one that I always forget to to fucking talk about because I keep forgetting they did it. I thought that. Oh, and I love the Lady Killers. That's probably one of their movies that not a lot of people like that I actually enjoy. Yeah. Um. Tom uh, Hanks and and Marlon Wayans are fucking funny in that movie. Well, fun fact is they were supposed they wrote that movie for another director, but he ended up not doing it, so they just did it. Yeah, I mean, and it, it's one of their movies that did not get a lot of. Um, True Grit. I love True Grit. I don't really love the whole movie because I'm not a huge Matt Damon fan, but I think that Jeff Bridges fucking blew John Wayne's fucking Rooster Coggins out of the fucking water. Mm -hmm. Like Jeff Bridges makes that fucking movie. Yes. And the the kid, she does a good job too. I love that movie. Um, Did you ever see the Ballad of Buster Scruggs? On Netflix. I tried watching it. Okay. It's I, it's a fucking weird one, dog. It's it's very it's probably their weirdest movie. But I liked it. Yeah. Like, I got I don't know why I stopped watching it. It's not because I didn't like it. I just had other shit to do and I I've been meaning to go back and rewatch I wouldn't it. say it's their weirdest fucking movie because I think well, I like I said, I've never seen um Hail Caesar, but it looks like it's fucking weird. It's really not that bad. It's yeah. kinda all over the place, but 
it's not that weird. The only weird part is the uh, Channing Tatum sing along because there's a lot of there's a there's a couple that they did that i'd never seen and i thought i had seen all their movies but there's like two or three that i hadn't seen i hadn't seen this one and we were just talking about miller's crossing before we hit record because i haven't seen that one yeah like i said i've seen it but it's been a while Mm -hmm. um i know it's good though i never saw it inside lewin davis never saw that i don't know what that is and a serious man never seen that either yeah so basically they have a lot of movies and blood simple is their start and you can see a lot of their influence in this movie or barton fink and i love john tortella too yeah like i would actually probably watch that even though maybe we just need to go on a coen brothers and binge and start watching all their movies which i am 100 percent down for Mm, i don't know i'd definitely be down to do some of them (laughs) not all of them yeah but like, I would love to do the Big Lebowski, but I feel like that's just one of those movies. It's been talked out. It's to been death. reviewed. To like, there's nothing I feel like new or gonna. Yeah, add we're not gonna add anything new or insightful. That's to, why I wanted to, to talk Lebowski. about Blood Simple because other than like film, you know, buffs, nobody really talks about Blood Simple. Well, it's just really crazy to me that this is their first movie because it's so good. Yeah, and it's edited fucking good, and there's great little. Uh, God damn it. You always say this word and I like, I like the word and I never think about it. <laughs> it's like the visual message. You know what I'm saying? Like the image, not imagery, but like uh symbolism symbolism. Fuck. I love the symbolism in this movie. Like yeah. with the dead fish on the table. Yeah, and, yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And right. Like, shit like that. Like, I love that. It's a simple story, but, but it's like constructed so well. And right. So yeah. and it's exactly what they did. It's like they put their stamp on it and like you think that they'd pick this up over like the career, but it's there in their first movie. Mm-hmm. Like what co- come to be like Coen brothers niches are already present. Yes. It's like, so like I was very surprised at how polished it was, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's like some Richard Linklater shit. Like you would think that that's like the budget he had to work with, but they made it work. Yeah, they raised $750,000 to do this movie. And I think they kept raising money and got it up to $1.5 million, But, you know, it's not an expensive movie. No, I mean, I feel it like looks, me and you can make this fucking movie. Like, mm-hmm. that, that, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, no. <laughs> There's so much talent behind this movie. I'm just saying, like, as yeah. far as, like, uh, special effects and shit go. Oh, right. You just need a couple old cars some fake blood and shit. Yeah, you know a I mean? bar. Yeah. I, this movie could is a doable movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like you said, the little bit, the writing, the acting. Because um, it really just centers around these four characters. Right. Um, John Getz is Ray, and he works for Marty, who is Dan um, Hadea, which I love him, man. I think he's been a very underrated actor for a long time. Um, I, I think he's gone now, isn't he? Like, is he passed away or is he still alive? Um, I, I think he's, he's got to be old as shit if he's still alive. I think he's still alive. I feel like I saw him in something, but it's been a couple of years. Well, he was shit. He was in something in 2021. Yeah. So, I mean, that just proves he's still out there. He He's not. I never looked at him as like a leading man, but he's a great side character. Yeah, he's always a dad or an uncle or, you know, something. But like he always brings good shit to that part, whatever it is. Agreed. He's little. But it still makes a factor in the movie. Right. Like, and that's what I think great supporting acting is. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if you give me 10 lines or half the movie, I'm going to bring my shit and it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, some people's supporting roles is what got me to love them as much. Like they weren't a leading man yet, but they did such a good job as the sidekick that I was like, 
oh, I, I, I like this guy. Like, right, I want right, to see right. when he gets his shot, you know? <laughs> sometimes they don't always need the shot, though. Like, I like them as just side characters because sometimes some ca- side characters get their main movie. It's like, mm, I don't like that. It's too much of you. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I guess there's a couple actors that are like that. Yeah. That you just, they're not made for the whole thing. Right. So he finds out his wife, which is Frances McDormand, which is actually her first movie as well. Yeah, she's young. Mm-hmm. And she's, uh, she, he finds out she's cheating on him with Ray. With Ray. That, uh, scene, the first scene where they're riding in the car, it's raining and, you know, they're in the car and she's, she's leaving him. And the first thing she says is, I still got the 25 you bought me for our first anniversary. I figured I better leave before I end up using it on him. And he's just like, he's so simple in this movie. Like he's like acting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like he's just supposed to be the strong silent type. Well, I always liked you. (laughs) He reminds me of like a, uh, a dollar tree Patrick Swayze. A little bit. I don't know, like a man. poor man's Patrick Swayze. When I see him, I keep getting like Dwight Yoakam. Like that's what I get when I look at him. Yeah, but, you know, he's like a little bit better looking Dwight Yoakam. <laughs> I see that. Uh, so yeah, he's a pretty simple man. You know, and he's like, I ain't no marriage counselor. I don't want to know. But I always liked you. <laughs> Just, he's like, get it. And she's like, stop the car. The motherfucker just slams on the brakes in the middle of the street. Almost gets hit by the P.I., mm-hmm. who we didn't know was the P.I. at the time. He's like, do you know that car? Nope. And then they have that little good back and forth. She's like, do you mean what you said? He's like, what I say? And then they go back to the hotel, smash it. I want to say, though, uh, when he goes to see Marty with the pictures, Vester does, and he showed him. It looks like he's in the fucking hotel room taking them bitches. Like, it doesn't look like he's through the window. And that's another thing. When people go to fuck in a hotel and one of them's married, like you're having an affair, who leaves the fucking curtains wide ass open like that? Like, there's not a single soul that had to walk by that hotel room and didn't see them fucking. Because even Vester, he's like pissing Marty off. He's like, yeah, they'd stop for a few minutes. And go back and get right back at it. <laughs> That's so I don't bad. know. Maybe times were different in 1984. <laughs> Voyeurism, I guess. Man. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just thought that was a little funny part. It was pretty funny. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, because I mean, he got like in there and like these photos, like to say he got them. I'm assuming he developed them himself and mm-hmm. shit. Like, yeah, he was in there with them with the mangles. It was almost <laughs> like he shot porn. Like, he walks uh, in the room. Don't mind me. Yeah, like oh, it, that's how close he was. Lady. That's how close he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we had me wondered. But uh, yeah, so he takes it to Marty. Marty is a bar owner, and uh, it seems to be a pretty successful uh, bar. He's doing pretty well. He he can get his hands on some money. Well, I just that in their house. Like that's a nice house, you know, right. big ass house. Mm-hmm. It kind of looks like the house from fucking. Uh, Roadhouse. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it kind of looks <laughs> it like does, the bad guy's it? house. He's got the pool table, fucking German Shepherd, like all that shit. It's a very, uh, you know, back back to that. But um, so, yeah, he, he goes to Marty and he's like, yeah, man, she's fucking somebody. He's like, could be worse. And he's like, how could it be worse? And he's like, you thought he was black. <laughs> like, 
just making it feel like a shit box, dude. Like, throwing some salt in the wound. Hey, man, I, you know, uh, and then he's like, oh, yeah, and I need the money. So Marty has a good, uh, good little line, though, because, like, he's just been taking shit from him this whole time, looking at the pictures, and he's like, why'd you take these pictures? And he's like, call it a fringe benefit. You know, I wanted you to believe me. He's like, I didn't want you to take pictures. And he was like, but I did. Like, whatever, you know, give me my money. Yeah, yeah. I do love that one part that they slide in there because, fun fact, I didn't even realize this, but his name is never spoken in the movie. The the P.I.'s. Right. It's only on the lighter. Lauren. Mm. I just thought that was interesting. Well, uh, because my sister, for some reason, is a weird person and she watches every movie with subtitles on. Mm-hmm. Even ones in English, so it kept saying Vesser when he would talk, because I just was too lazy to turn him off. Right, and so like that's why I knew his name. That's why I keep saying Vesser, even though like you said it's Lawrence Vesser. But right, right. That's why I keep saying Vesser. I see, but yeah, no one ever says his name in the movie. So yeah, well, he is kind of like the mysterious guy, mm-hmm. fucking the the man in the yellow hat type shit, dude. He's got a yellow suit, cowboy hat, you know. He's the P.I. Speaking of subtitles, so the wife always does that. She puts on subtitles, and now I do it. I can't stand it. I used to not stand it, but then there's certain movies where I'm like, what the fuck did they say? Because a lot right. of times they talk under their breath, and you, right, you're right. supposed to understand, but... Well, so I don't... Uh, like I said, I don't like it. The most reason I don't like it is because they won't even say the line yet. But it'll still put it on the screen. Yeah, I, I don't get like that because like it's like I know what's happening before it happens. You have to have some willpower to not look at it. Right. Kind of like look at it when you need to look at it, kind of thing. Well, like it's weird though because when I like I have a show Gamora I watch on Netflix and it's about the Italian mafia, and obviously the whole show's in Italian, mm-hmm. and I love that shit because like there's enough action, but I also like watching the dialogue. Italian is so fucking smooth, bro. Like, I'd be wanting to learn it, but I don't, you know, I'm, I'm lazy. Yeah, but, you don't want to put forth the effort. But and like, who are you going to talk to? I'm fucking talking. Like, I thought about how hilarious that would be, like, if I learned Italian and then just stopped speaking English. Like, I only spoke Italian to people. Right. Like, they could be speaking to me in English and I'm still answering them in Italian. Like, how fucking <laughs> hilarious would that be on the podcast? Nick, you got to stop, bro. Right. You right. got to start speaking in English. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great, but yeah, um, but I don't. I don't mind reading the subtitles. I'm like when I when I watch Narcos, you know, it's in Spanish, and I read the subtitles. Somebody said something online that made me furious. They said, "Let's normalize subtitles in theaters," and I was like, "No, no, nah, there's nah. there's a hard pass." Yeah, just because <sighs> you don't want to take away from the first experience. Yes, and that's why people go to the movies mm-hmm. is to see it on that scale. Yeah. You know, so if you put subtitles, that's distracting as shit. It is. Very and I'm going to miss something that I need to see. Right. So, yeah, I agree. You should you shouldn't do that at home. Fine. Yeah. Do it's you your arena do. at that point. You're on home court. <laughs> don't if, you put subtitles on my I don't put it on my fucking TV. You know what I mean? But that's like I said, that's my house. So <laughs> like, if I'm at your house and we're watching something and you're right. a subtitle guy. Hey, man, I'll be like, that's dumb, but I'll I'll keep going. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I don't think you should do that in the theaters. Agree. So he, uh, so Ray wants to hire him to kill. Right. Kill him. No, 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 not Ray. 
Julian. Yeah, he wants to kill Julian. No, Julian hires... Vesser. Oh, Julian hires him yeah. to kill Ray. Yeah, excuse me, I misspoke. Oh, they kept calling him Marty. I thought his first name was Marty. <laughs> Julian Marty. I'm calling him Marty. Because yeah. they call him Marty through the whole movie. Marty wants to hire Vesser to kill Ray and his wife. Yes. Francis McNorman. Right. Who's Abby. And... uh I always thought it was kind of funny because, like, Ray was a fucking straight-up dude. Like, he didn't give a fuck. Like, he fucks this dude's old lady all night and then takes her to his house and then says, I'm going to go to the—I got to go talk to the guy. She's like, don't you go to that bar, Ray. I know him. Like, he knows. Don't—you know what I mean? Like, don't Mm -hmm. go up there. It's just going to cause trouble. And he's like, I just got to go talk to a guy. And he goes right to the fucking bar, dude. Yeah, he gives no fucks. And then you think he's going up there to tell him, like, hey, man, I'm sorry. I didn't mean for this to happen. Like, it just happened, you know, whatever. This motherfucker goes up there for money that he's owed. Maybe you should have thought about that before you fucked his wife. Yeah. When you fuck his wife, you're not owed that money anymore. Well, you could say that the other way, too, though. If you gave me my two weeks of money, I wouldn't have fucked your wife. Yeah, bro. there you go. Right. You know, so, I mean, it's a, it's a. Yeah, but you can't have both. You can have the money that's and what I the say. wife. Well, that's what he told him. He's like. <laughs> He's like, are you fucking with me? He's like, you come to my fucking bar? You going to tell me I owe you money after you fucked my wife? Right. He's like, that's an expensive piece of pussy, bro. <laughs> He's like telling him to get the fuck out of his face. He ain't giving him shit. He's like, well, if you ain't going to fire me, I might as well quit. He's like, go ahead, bitch. <laughs> like, I think he was only going to fire him so he could keep her around to kill his ass. Like, mm-hmm. He says, you come on this property again, I'll be forced to kill you, shoot you or whatever. He's mm-hmm. like, fair notice. <laughs> and I feel like Marty ended up being kind of a pussy. Like, he was conniving like a motherfucker, but he didn't have the backbone. He, yeah, yeah, it's kind of a pussy, because if you know this guy just fucked your wife, yeah, like you're not keeping me off of him. Man, like, I'm going to beat him. Not beat him. That motherfucker's got to go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Sorry. Especially like I'm a business owner. I've been in this community. Like people are gonna say that shit to me when I ain't around. Like right. no boy fucking shit out of his wife. I can't have that. Bro. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you just go. look. No one's gonna take you seriously anymore. Yeah, that dude got to go missing. Like, that's <laughs> just part of it. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. Right. So Marty hires a vessel, which by the way, super fucking awkward and creepy that he's just hanging out in the woods with these teenagers. Like he's very. Awkward. His character alone character. is creepy as shit. I love that accent that he did, though. <laughs> it's like a fucking West Texas, like, yeah. And that, and that laugh is so iconic. It's very, it's very, uh, like, I'm surprised people don't cosplay him more. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could definitely see a dude at a Comic-Con with a bloody white glove, a yellow fucking uh, suit with a a faded-ass cowboy hat on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that could be a full thing. Yeah, I would love that. I love those, like, deep-cut cosplayers. Like, who the fuck are you? Like, put the fake knife through your hand and shit. Like, that would be fucking sick, dude. (laughs) Just gave somebody a million-dollar idea. All right. They'll never see it coming. Because, dude, like, I've never seen it. I mean, not that I go to Comic-Cons and shit, but, like, I would figure out a scene something online. Yeah, everyone does popular things. They don't do those, like, deep cuts. I like shit like that, though, man. Like, I think that, I mean, do you ever feel like when you watch a a movie that's not well-known, like, you've loved it forever, but then it kind of gets popular? 
Like, I know you feel that way a lot about music, like certain music and bands and stuff, but do you ever feel like that's been like that with a movie? Yes. Like, when I was younger, I always thought, like, Jay and Silent Bob, like, the only people that loved that movie were stoners and Kevin Smith fans, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, I guess there was always a lot of Kevin Smith fans, but I never really noticed it. We didn't have the internet. Until, until like, you know, here I am 15 years later and people half my age are quoting that movie now. And it's like, it is super interesting because I was talking to a guy that we worked with. He was all of 18 years old and he loves Kevin Smith movies. We have like a 15 year gap between us. Right. We grew me and you grew up on Kevin Smith. Right. He's just finding out about him and he loves Kevin Smith movies. I found that fascinating. And that's what I'm saying. And then while that is cool, but at the same time, it's kind of like, well, bro, like I was made a long time ago, bro. Like I've been down with this shit. Like, mm-hmm. That's awesome that you just found it. But like I've been killing it. Like, yeah, I've been on talking about I've been on a soapbox for years talking about how great this shit is. Like, Well, you know, the, our parents did that yeah. back in the day when we were kids, when we liked stuff that they liked. Yeah, I guess like so. you, you don't know what it was like seeing Ozzy on the stage yeah. playing Black Sabbath. Yeah, that's true. You don't know what it was like when he bit that bat's head off. I was there. I was there. That shit hit me in the face right. when he spit it out. So we're just our parents. That's all. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. It is nice to have them appreciate things that we grew up on. Well, that's what I said. I mean, I love the fact that, that like, that's why I, I think I enjoy Ghostbusters Afterlife so much is the fact that it was still showed love to the, to the older fans and also found a way to bring in a new generation of fans. And I like stuff like that. Like, it doesn't necessarily have to be a reboot. Like, you can pay homage and still move the story forward if that's what you're wanting to do. But I also think that there are certain franchises that should never be touched. You shouldn't remake. Um, you shouldn't remake Goodfellas. You shouldn't right. remake Back to the Future. You shouldn't remake Scarface. Like those are movies that like don't need don't, to be remade because they're fucking perfect. Well, they, they already are. remade Back to the Future. It's called Rick and Morty. Yeah, but like that's like that's it's a reimagining. It's a different way of doing it, and right. it's a fucking cartoon. So like you can always lean back on the parody of it. It's not like they did a one where it's like literally a fucking other old guy and a kid and they get in a car and go back in time. Now that would be like a straight up fucking ripoff. Like, but I mean, who knows, man, another 10 years, unfortunately it could be fucking LeBron James in the next back to the future. I don't know what'll happen. Like, you know, (laughs) well, that is how things are right now. They're banking on nostalgia, but where'd this rant come from? Uh, Yeah, I don't know. What was your point? (laughs) No, I think that's what it was, was just like, um, like with Coen Brothers, like yeah, with yeah, any yeah. kind of directors that you've been fan of for years, like they always have those hidden gems that you're like, fuck yeah, I'm so glad I know this movie. And you mm-hmm. take pride in the fact that you're one of the only people you know that fuck with this movie. Right. But then it gets to the point where like the secret's not so secret anymore. I feel like the Coen Brothers was like that for a while. Yeah. Like when you knew about Fargo or Big Lebowski, you yeah. felt like it was your personal thing. And then you found other people that loved it. You can like hang out and talk about it. And now like some people, but don't now everybody who, fucking exactly. Loves now Coen people don't know who the Coen Brothers are. If you didn't mention Big Lebowski and Fargo and Oh Brother Where Art Thou, God, that's such a good fucking movie. For real, have you ever seen that? I we've said this a million times. No, I've not watch seen that movie, Brother bro. Where Art Thou. So good. That's probably like that's definitely my top three. I, I think is Fargo, Big Lebowski, and uh, 
Oh Brother Where Art Thou Those yeah. are my three I'm gonna definitely Check it out And you know Oh Brother Where Art Thou Is technically a musical dog So mm-hmm. like You know how I say You know how I feel About musicals Yeah you have a hard No musicals on the yeah, podcast Which I I'm do. kind of upset about Yeah well that would be Like my only exception I would watch that <laughs> Or a Disney movie Or something That'd be about Cause it. I would love to do uh, I'm not doing Fucking Grease with you bro No I don't want to do Grease so, The not, uh, The stupid ass Repo uh, yeah. The genetic opera Yeah that shit Just sounds terrible You wouldn't finish it I don't think <laughs> yeah, You'd be yeah. like No Greg I'm not doing it <laughs> No, bro, I gave you Stalker. I'm not doing this shit. Like, <laughs> I'm not doing this game. Pick something else, Tom, and I'll watch that. I feel like out of all the genres of movies, like I only gave you one that's like a hard no. I feel like that's pretty fair. Like <laughs> if you had one absolute that you were just like, I can't do it, dude. Like I don't think you could give a move, give me a movie that I would not want to watch. I think there's ones that you don't want to watch, but like there's I would not still do that, it for the podcast. Like I said, I like I don't think I've ever given you one that you can't get through it. Like, but yeah, the, there are some that I feel like I've given you that you're like, ah, I have no interest in this. <laughs> there were a couple that were hard. Get yeah, like Miss March. Was- like I could feel the hate you had for Miss oh March. Oh my god, <gasps> I forgot about Miss March. I completely blocked blocked that one out of my mind. Dot MPEG. That he was the only saving grace of that movie. I love Craig Robinson. Like if it wasn't man. for Craig Robinson, that movie would have been way worse and hard to get through. I was talking to somebody the other day. They were telling me that they're like, "Man, I just really don't like Craig Robinson." I'm like, "You just hate la- like you hate All laughter." Right. Like <laughs> that guy's great. I love it. like he's another one that's awesome as like a side guy. But yeah, I don't want to see a full length Craig. Rob- I just want to see him pop in every once in a while. Like, like I said, I've, I, I think he had a TV show for a little bit, mm-hmm. and that's why it probably wasn't like a thing very long. Maybe. That's fine. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> Vesser gets the contract and tells Marty to go fishing in, in uh, Corpus, Corpus, Texas, which mm-hmm. is a real place. It's by the coast. I'm glad you know that. And. Uh, oh, dude, that was a fun fact that I was reading about this movie when I did that. Shit. It's going to bother me now. Fun, right. flag, fun fact, uh, question mark. A fun, forgetful fact. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, the uh, I didn't know that they wrote. Oh, that's right. They wrote like two or three movies with Sam Raimi. Yeah, Did yeah, you yeah. know that? Yeah. Like, that's well, crazy. I found it out doing more research. Um, one of the brothers actually worked with Sam Raimi on the Evil Dead movie. Oh, that's, that's dope. And there's actually a couple like camera techniques that he uses in Blood Simple mm. that, you know, Sam Raimi-ish. Yeah, 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 I got that vibe. Mm-hmm. Early slam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was around. It, the fun fact, it wasn't exactly that, but it was something around that. I just thought it was very interesting. Yeah. Um, if I remember it, I'll. Bring yeah, it he up. Uh, Sam Raimi gave them advice to. Uh, they made a trailer, kind of, of the movie that they could take to investors to get them to invest in the movie. Mm. So that's smart. Yeah. But uh. So the uh, Marty leaves and Ray and Abby are at his house mm-hmm. and Vesser breaks in and steals Abby's gun that Marty got her. Right. When he breaks in, I'm thinking he's really going to kill these people, you know, but he ends up just taking more creepy pictures like in the house. Yeah. And then that's what I love about this movie is there's a lot of twists and turns. It's it not, is. It's not dude. Doing it's just what when you think, you think gonna... you, just when you think, you know what I mean? And uh, so then it cuts to Vesser in the in the phone booth, and he's calling Marty. He's like, "Did you get any fish?" And he's like, "What are you talking about? Did you catch any fish?" Yeah, what kind of fish? He's like, "Is it done?" He's like, "Yep." 
Yeah, you got some money for me? And then uh, it cuts to when they go to the bar, and he's getting paid. Mm-hmm. And uh, Vester's kind of... Sorry, um, it made me think. So he paid him $10,000 to kill two them. two people. Right, and I was like, what is $10,000 in 1984, like the transaction? I was like, it's probably around like $30,000 nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's $27,000 with um, adjusting for inflation still not worth life in prison so the wife was sitting there well <clears throat> so the wife was sitting there i was like that sounds about right she's like no that is not enough money to kill somebody i said i think that's about the roundabout going rate for <laughs> taking somebody out she's like no it's probably like fifty thousand. Twenty seven grand you think that's the going rate to have somebody twenty five thousand i think that's what it is that's to the going kill rate somebody to get somebody killed she said fifty thousand what's your going rate for killing somebody how much do you need to get paid I think there's a lot of factors that you're not taking it in. Like, I know it's not an exact science, but you have to take it in. How important is this person that you're going to kill? Like, are they just a fucking... That's true. I didn't think about that. Are they just a piece of shit ex-husband that needs to get taken out? Or is it a fucking... Or is it a A politician? Right. You know what I'm saying? Are we talking about an assassination? You know what I mean? Because if I'm going to get death row for killing this motherfucker, like I want to make sure that at least my kids and family are taken care of for doing it. So what's your going rate? Uh, talking about shit on recording like this. <laughs> it's not real. We're not going to do it. It's right. Yeah. Hypothetical. Yeah. We were talking right in front of Alexa, oh, but we were arguing about it. Like we really knew what the fuck we were talking about. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, like I said, it would have to be enough that if I got caught, you know, I could at least take care of my loved ones. No million. I mean, nobody's going to pay you a million dollars. It depends. Never know. And like I said, unless it's like a fucking, like some, a leader of a country or something, like nobody's paying a million dollars for a body anymore, bro. <laughs> I could save a million dollars and go kill my fucking self. Like, uh, I'd probably say, like I said, just a run in the mill. Like we got to get rid of this guy. I'd say probably 10 grand. Cause like, the value of life nowadays, people don't give a fuck. Yeah. Especially, and it depends on how desperate the killer is. Right, right, right. If you got nothing, I mean, absolutely nothing, and somebody says, I'm going to give you $10,000, all you got to do is shoot this piece of shit and leave him where you find him. Only 10000 That's it. I mean, for somebody with nothing, bro, that ten grand could be life-changing. Yeah, I guess you're not wrong. I just don't feel like it's I've enough. seen people get killed for fucking $20 bags of pot. Like, I mean, it this just depends true. on how desperate a I've seen people is. get stabbed for a chicken sandwich. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> fucked. Like, so, you just uh, don't know where people are at in life. So, true. but yeah, like, it is weird to, to think about. Like, I would almost feel disrespected if somebody was like, bro, like, somebody tried to kill me and they're like, how much did they get? Five grand? What? <laughs> I'm only worth five thousand? I got shot four times for five grand, dude? Exactly. You gotta get my numbers up, bro. That's disrespectful, dude. Like, yeah, I, should, I wonder what my number is. I gotta be a thousand will take me out. That's what I'm saying. Like, if it was somebody that disliked the fuck out of me enough, it was, fuck man, give me fifty bucks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is a crazy thing to think about. Like, what do you put a number on your life? Right, you right, know right. What I mean, and uh, the movie Payback with Mel Gibson. That's one of the best lines in the movies. Like, how much is your life worth? He goes, I know how much mine is. And it's like 80000 something dollars because mm-hmm. that's how much he got robbed for when they fucking shot him. Right. So it it is kind of weird to think of yourself in a monetary value. Yeah. You know, but and then when somebody else is putting that value on you to get rid of you, it's even more fucked up. But 
So they get it out, they work it out. But, um, you know, Marty, like I said, really was a pussy at the end of the day, I feel like, because he starts fucking throwing up and shit. And, you know, he goes to the bathroom and he's got the picture that he had doctored to make it look like. It looked like he shot him. He shot him a bunch, but he didn't. He just took the gun. Which you really don't see this coming, which I thought was the great first turn of many twists and turns. Mm-hmm. Um, so Marty comes back, and Vester's like, I'm going to need those pictures back. And he's like, I'm not going to tell anybody. He's like, I just paid you to do this. Like, we got to start trusting each other. He says that, and then he takes the photo of them being killed and slides it back into the safe while he's getting the money. Right. And he sets the money down, and I I love that action. He kicks it with his boot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a cool little... It's a nice little thing. Oh, I'm sorry. I keep getting sidetracked, but like I have to say this. And it's not just this movie, but it's like all movies in this time period. I love sound effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that fucked up? Like when somebody scrapes a coffee cup against the fucking table... In a movie, like an older movie. Yeah. I like, think we mentioned this a couple of episodes back, how you just really get off on ASMR. and Dude, and, or like just the way certain boots hit the floor. It definitely adds to it, yeah. yeah. Like, I just feel like it makes the movie more like... Immersive. Right, like intense, you know? Yeah. Shout Agreed. out to the sound guys on, on set. Yeah, they definitely don't get enough credit because they do put in some work. I love watching those sound effect videos where they come up with the sound effects, like what it would yeah, sound like. Yeah, because you think it's like the actual thing, but it's really just like them, like little little batoon or whatever. The yeah, fuck, they're like know? squishing a banana or yeah, something. It's some weird like, shit slapping some shit against the ground. Yeah, it's just crazy how they come up with those because you, you just wouldn't think like, well, do they just go outside and dude just start scraping his feet on the concrete or yeah, whatever? Yeah, yeah. And like, no, no, they like, have a whole studio. Yeah, like this guy literally doing like. Breaking shit in half over and over again to get yeah. the right crack, snapple, or whatever. Um, but yeah, I just I love that part about movies, and I think it's those little details that can make a movie very good. And I feel like the Coen brothers are like some of the best at doing that. Well, I don't want to jump forward too much, but since we're talking about it, like when uh, when Marty is talking to Ray, mm. and there's a bug zapper beside him and it punctuates yes. the last word on his, yes. his sentence. I was like, oh, that was so good. Yes. I just love to do these got dudes tossing shit in that incinerator mm-hmm. and you see him looking at it with like this gaze that like, you know, that's what he's thinking is he would love to throw Ray and Abby in that bitch. Right. Like, you know, that's what he's picturing mm-hmm. as he's talking to him. Cause like he doesn't take his eyes off of it. He's like, I don't particularly want to talk to you. And he's like, don't you think we should, you want to yell at me? You want to hit me? You know, like I know I did you wrong, but you did me wrong too. You right. know what I mean? And you don't know how far back their relationship goes but it is enough that it leads you to like because he knew the combination of the safe yeah him and maurice were obviously his two guys his right hands like who he trusted to do stuff because he tells maurice he says i don't want him near my money right i don't want him near my bar i know i love that it drops you just in the middle of the story like they don't give you too much backstory they give you just enough to know that there's a lot of tension going you literally are one of those flies yeah, yeah, that's yeah. buzzing around like you're a fly on the wall, or like the one that's sitting on uh, his oh, head God. as like, he's talking. You it, know that shit's not planned, man. Uh, but like the fact that he's that good of an actor, he just it, powered through it, and it just makes it better. It does. It, it makes really... it feel real. Like you're not watching a movie; you're watching just two people having a fucking terrible moment together. I just loved it because it made his character just feel that much more sleazy. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. I don't even know what it was. And then he has that also comment in the later in the movie. He's like, he's like, if you come around here again, I'll cut your head off. He's like, it's fine. I'll crawl around the 
crawl around without it. I was like, oh, it's such a good line. Yeah. Well, because, like, he was trying to, like, let Vester know that, like, Yo, you think you're, like, a fucking terrible motherfucker. Like, I am, too. But yeah. really, he wasn't. Like, I don't believe Marty wasn't. Like, he was smart dude. He had the the ambition to do terrible shit. He just didn't have the, the gut to do it. Yeah. And right. that's why he needed a Vesser. And Vesser was that psycho. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. the more the movie goes on, obviously, you're led into it. But anyways, so they have that great back and forth. He kicks the money. He's like, count it. And I never want to see you around here again. Right. And then uh, that's when Vesser pulls out Abby's gun and fucking gets him one in the chest. Yep. Which. I don't know. It's good scene, but a real hit, man. They're double tapping your ass <laughs> for real, though. <laughs> like if that was the whole goal was to rob you and kill you. I'm not going to make I'm going to make sure. You're I don't think he's come. like a professional assassin, though. I think he's just a. I don't know, dude. I don't know, because, I mean, when he's going after Abby and Ray, this motherfucker's got a rifle. He hits him from across the fucking building. Mm -hmm. You know, let's take some aim, dog. I don't know why they made it seem like that was like a fucking easy shot, like he was shooting a can in the backyard. Like, (laughs) you took, you got wind, you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess you're not wrong. Going through a fucking window. Yeah, he was pretty good with that sniper. Dude, he fucking blew his fucking kidneys out his front, dude. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And that's a good, strong enough round. I'm just saying, there's... Yeah. I'm not saying I'm a marksman by any fucking means, but like that was not something. It's not like if I was standing here in front of you and shit. Yeah, but he could have been in the army and learned. Right. We don't know. But I was just saying, I got the idea that he, he may not have been the best hitman, but he was capable. That was not his first time doing that shit. I see, yeah. Because he has that great line, you know, talk your talk, tell your problems. But down here in Texas, you're on your own, which leads me to believe like he's been this way for a while like he's been doing this shit for a while i get that um he's got two different fucking guns with him like i don't know it just felt like he was a killer right like so one shot's not enough no especially in the fucking chest bro you hit him in the throat and head like (laughs) hitman 101 so uh as he's getting up to leave he actually forgets his lighter which plays no it's not the lighter is it that's why they showed it in the beginning of the movie. Like they had that emphasis on the lighter. It showed his name, but it's like, this is going to play an important part later in the movie. So yeah, because he goes back for it and it's not there. So. And then he goes through the pictures too. Yeah. Well, at first he goes back for that in that safe. He keeps breaking the, he's trying to bust into the safe with a Mm -hmm. a hammer wrapped around a towel for some reason. I guess for the noise. Yeah. But nobody was there. You would have got in that shit a lot quicker if you just went to town with the hammer. <laughs> I, I don't know. That safe looked pretty good, though. But, uh, so as he's in there, like, he went back to get the picture, and Marty's body's gone. Yep. And that's because Ray, this is what I loved. And that's why you said it's a simple story, but it's got so many good twists and turns. And that's just their writing. Mm-hmm. Because Ray goes to rob Marty to get his money back from him. So him and Abby can leave. And, uh, he finds Marty shot and he starts, he thinks Abby did it because Abby's gun is laying on the floor. Right. So he thinks Abby killed him. So he doesn't want Abby to get in trouble. So he starts fucking cleaning up blood very poorly. (laughs) I might add, but he takes his non absorbent fucking jacket. jacket. Yeah. (laughs) 
throws that bitch on the ground in the worst pile of it too. Like just pushing blood around. Well, first of all, it's wood floors, man. You ain't getting that shit out, bro. Like that shit stains. <laughs> like this is like you're fucked. You better put a rug over that. Now. Right, right. <laughs> like, but uh, yeah, he, then he, he he pulls Marty and throws him in a in his car, mm. and then. Dude, this is what I just don't understand. I mean, I get it. He's freaking out. He's not in this type of life. But, like, he threw the shirt, the bloody shirt and shit in the incinerator. Like, just throw his fucking body into yeah, it yeah, and be yeah, done right. with it, dude. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, but like, they're going to find bones, maybe. Like, it's not. Who's going in there, dude? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, if Marty comes I, up I missing. It. It's a movie. It's a movie. I get it. But like a real fucking person would just be like, yeah, we're going to get rid of all this evidence. I would have burned my clothes, everything. And then I would have took that fucking car to a field and burned that bitch to the ground. I'm sorry. DNA evidence wasn't a real thing. So I, 10 I grand, it. huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know how to get a hold of me. This is all f- jokes, folks. It's all jokes. I'm a family man. I have a job. <laughs> I don't know why Greg likes to bring up these co- topics. Like, put me in an awkward position. <laughs> I do love this part, though. So he puts him in the car and he drives him out to the fucking middle of nowhere. And because he shot him in the fucking chest, he may have not hit anything vital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I know he definitely hit him in the lung because he can't talk. Right. And that's what the problem is because he keeps coughing blood up because his lungs are filling with blood. Yeah. And he's literally choking to death and that's pretty rough. Yeah. I will give that. Like, Marty, I mean, he wasn't a great guy, but he, he had was a tough. Rough, he had a rough fucking go of it at the end. Yeah. Like, I felt bad for the dude. He didn't deserve all that. Yeah, so he's going to like dig a hole raise digging a hole to put him in and i love that he has the gun i'm sorry but that's so fucking stupid again bro you buried him in a fucking crop dude like not even a full grown crop like they're gonna go out there tomorrow and be like why are these lines gone like why is somebody drove a car in the middle of this fucking thing i'm sorry like i i know that it's a movie and i'm not supposed to care about shit like that but like it bothered the fuck out there was a lot of sloppy shit going on with this but like he's definitely not a professional right he's just trying to get rid of ray is literally doing this out of love yeah and he's definitely gonna get caught either way like (laughs) that's the one thing i gathered from all this is like if they don't kill each other because they they did paint that a lot because you know marty does a good job because he's so upset that ray took his lady Mm -hmm. that he starts saying shit to make Ray question who he is. Like, mm-hmm. like you think she fucking loves you? That's yeah. hilarious. That's what the funny... That's a, Like I said, that's a great scene between them two at the bar mm-hmm. when he first finds out. Um, Because he's like, she's going to tell you, like, I'm not doing nothing funny. And it fucks with him later on in the movie. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. Because, like, he puts those seeds of doubt. Like, you think you fucking love... You think she loves you? She fucking loved me too, bro. Yeah. Look where I'm at. She's going to do the same thing she did. And it did. It did what he wanted. Like, it put that doubt in his head. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, he takes him out of the crop, and he fucking buries him, man. He drags his poor... Fo- oh, first of all, the poor dude gets out of the car. Like, yeah, he oh, hears him. crawling. Yeah, and he's just crawling down a road, hoping somebody will see him. Something. Well, first, when he backed up, I thought he was about to run him over with the car. Yeah. Like, that's what the vibe I got. Like, I think like, that was what you were supposed to get from it. Yeah. You're going to speed run bump this motherfucker yep, over. You're going to speed bump this fucking dude. But I do love, uh, I don't know if you saw the cover of the Criterion. It's him crawling on the ground. Oh, is it? Yeah. And it was so good because you don't really know. You don't have the context. So right. You're just like, what the fuck? And it has the headlights behind him. Oh, that's cool. This was the original cover, which I kind of like, too. Yeah. I mean, for the time. 
you know, it's a cowboy boots with some red high heels, a gun, and it gets, it got a, it's got a very true romance vibe to it. Yeah, that is. Like, I, like I don't that. even remember her boots or any of that being part of the. Movie. I mean, it's not. It's old. Like person. if they would have just had him on there, that would have made more sense than that. That that I don't know. I don't know what movie that is. Like, <laughs> like I said, if you would have showed me that, I'd have been like, "Oh, true romance, dope." Like, right, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Except she's got cow cow girl like the cowhide. She's got cowhide boots in that movie. Oh uh, yeah, I see. That would have been the only thing because he wears the white boots with the jeans mm-hmm. and the Hawaiian shirt and the aviators, man. Because that's a good Halloween costume, right? You yeah, it's Clarence. Clarence Hurley. But they kind of use this image for the criterion. Looks so good. Oh, that is good. Oh, dude, how creepy is it when he's dragging that fucking shovel? Uh, right. On the it was very horror. There were some horror vibes you get from this movie. That's what I was thinking. Like, you know, Ray, you might have started out doing this for love, but I think you're liking this shit a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, it makes you feel like how terrible of a boss was Marty. For one, this dude fucked your wife, and now he's, like, willing to cover you up, your, bury your body. To help your wife get away with it. Right. So that makes me believe that Marty was a shitty boss. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the cover. That is cool. That's pretty dope. But so yeah, he, uh, but I do love that part where Marty's like using everything in him to like click this gun at him. Like he's going to get to that boy. Man, he, <laughs> there's nothing left. Yeah. He's using every ounce of his strength to kill this man. And he's just like. <gasps> Yeah, because he can't talk. It's fucked up. Man. But I do love it because they, uh, so he does bury him, but you can see him moving like in the like fucking trying grave. To, like trying to get out of it. Dude. But then it cuts away. So you're like not 100% sure he's dead. He buried a dude alive. Yeah, like Nicky Santoro in Casino. Yeah, it's pretty cold. Yeah, it's very cold blooded. But that's what, like I said, like that's what makes me believe that Marty was not a good person. Mm-hmm. But. Not saying he deserved to be buried alive either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Ray's fucked in the head now. Ray is about gone. Yeah, he goes back to her house and he's like rambling on. She doesn't understand what the fuck is going on. Well, he on. thinks he just did her the most solid favor any motherfucker could do for somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like you're sloppy, bitch. I just went and cleaned up your fucking mess all night. Like that's <laughs> the attitude he's got about it. Mm-hmm. But I love you because that's why he called her on the phone. Like I love you. Like, I just want to let you know how much I love you. I'm about to tell you how much I love you when I get back. But right. And she's freaked out, you know? And then when he gets back, she says, like, one or two of those phrases that Marty's flicked in his head. <laughs> Honestly, that was the worst thing he did was go straight over there. He should have took his ass to the house. <laughs> For real, though. Because, like, Marty's gone. The villain's gone, you know, as far as you know. Right. Like, you need to go get your shit together. Mm-hmm. Get your alibi right, whatever. You know, he went straight over there. Yeah. And I get it. Cause, like, but you can was, see he's all out of sorts. Yeah, he's, he's fucked in the head. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. just knows they need to get the fuck out of there. And, of course, she's playing dumb because she doesn't really know. Yeah. And that's what's great about it. Because, like, you have this game between these three people, and they have no idea that they're even in it. So, of course, that's when Vester goes back to get his lighter and realizes that the body's gone. Mm-hmm. And now he doesn't know what the fuck's up. So he's got to find Ray and her. Well, they go to a, she buys like a studio apartment, right? Like in the city or something. Mm -hmm. And then that's when you see, uh, that's when you see Rayco show up and then where's my windbreaker. You you cleaned it to mop him up, (laughs) but that's where he's at mentally. Yeah. So then he takes off, thinks she's like fucking pissed, you know? And then she goes to see Maurice and, 
you know, Marty did his homework, you know, he did his, he laid his groundwork, laid his alibi. I'm going to Corpus. I just got back. Bar's still closed. I got something to do tonight, but I'll be open tomorrow. Come through and do your thing. And then Maurice is like, he ain't fucking dead. I just got two voicemails from him. He, he, I don't know where he's dead. He ain't dead. I'll find him. He's like, you stay here. So move on a little bit more. And then uh, Vesser starts uh, looking for Ray. And Ray, like, gets to the point where, like, he knows he's being followed. Mm -hmm. So he's freaking the fuck out. Chases. He goes back to her apartment. And then she goes to the bar to do her little investigating. And then that's when she realizes that the safe's been fucked up. Yeah. That somebody broke in. This and that. So she thinks Ray did all that Mm -hmm. for her. And Ray thinks that he did all that for her. (laughs) So they both of them don't know what the fuck is going on. Well, that's when she goes to Ray's house and like, what the fuck? You haven't talked to me. You won't do like what? He's like, I thought that's what you wanted. Like, I thought you didn't want me around. And she's like, she's like, I need to know what happened. Like, she's like, I love you too, but I need to know what happened. That was a good part too. When they're staring at each other and Mm -hmm. the fucking newspaper comes flying at the door. Yeah, it was crazy. But did you see he didn't move? He didn't flinch. Cause he's he's numb. He's done. Yeah. Like his brain is fried from all the fucking chaos of the last fucking 24 hours mm-hmm. i would assume she's still got a little bit of humanity in her you know well, she doesn't know what happened well right <laughs> well she's starting to piece it together but yeah, yeah, yeah. of course she sees the blood in his back seat good imagery too by the blood soaking through the yellow blanket mm-hmm. like i like that too um so she goes and that's when she sees maurice well ray um he just gets like paranoid as shit. And then he ends up going to. Uh... Oh, no, that's what it is. He goes to the bar back. To... They all go back. That's another thing. <laughs> so many people go back to this fucking crime scene. Like so many people went back to this crime scene 13 different times. Those fish, you know, that in that glass of milk had to smell that's, like absolute shit. That's what I was going to say is like. There's not smell vision right now, mm. but the Coen brothers know how to make you feel what that place smelled like. Yeah. It just smells like a dingy, nasty, sour just shit death. box at yeah. that point. Yeah. And the milk, too. There's a glass of milk sitting there and it's yeah, crusting it's over. It's fucking cheese at the yeah. end of the movie. Yeah. Um, so he opens it up and he's going to get the money, but then that's when he sees the faked murder photo. Because mm-hmm. obviously they're not dead. So he knows something's up. Right. So he takes that in the lighter and he goes back to Abby's apartment because he needs some answers. He needs to know what the fuck's going on. Well, Abby gets home and she's freaking the fuck out because Maurice has let her know that Ray's gone nuts. Like he's going to fucking kill you next. Like you need to, you know, so she's freaked out. He's like, turn the fucking lights off. And she's like, who's what? What are you? What's going on? He's like, somebody's watching us. And she's like, you're fucking losing your mind, Ray. And, they keep confronting each other while she turns the light on. And then that's when uh, Vesser hits his ass from across the building. The thing is, you don't know who it is. Like he gets shot, but you don't know. If she doesn't know. We don't know either as yeah, audience. Do. No, because I dude, he's been the only one after these people. Marty like, could have still been alive. That's why I, I said I did, I did not get that in I, the grave. Whenever he's nah, like, see, I, th- I knew that was in her mind. <laughs> like I knew that bitch was gone at that point. Like <laughs> I kind of like I was thinking, did he get raised from the you know 
No, because that's another creepy aspect of it. You buried this motherfucker alive and then sat there for another eight hours watching it, watching the plot of dirt to make sure it didn't move. <laughs> like that's that was what he was doing. Yeah, it was like I'm gonna make sure you're good this time. You're done, <laughs> or are you done? Because that's what that was. Right. Okay. So so I knew it was Vesser. Right. Like you know, and I also knew that these two people were the only things that could connect him to that because mm-hmm. he had already got the money. Like he was just trying to move on at this point, but he needed his lighter and he needed that picture back. Cause mm-hmm. that was the only two things that could link him. Yep. Well, he already killed one person was two more. So yeah, blew, blew the, the fucking out. kidneys out of fucking, uh, old Ray. Abby was a survivor though. Yeah, she was, but she was so fucked in the head because of all the trauma from Marty that she thought it was Marty. Yeah. You know, because she she added out of all of them, she was the one that did not know Marty wasn't dead. Yes. Because Ray knew. Investor knew, obviously. So it's a great it's probably the best part. It's the best way to, this movie had a third act that I did not see coming. Like mm-hmm. as far as it's a little action in it. You know, it's a little it's very thriller. It's got a thriller vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Like you said, almost horror. Yeah. He starts creeping. And then that's where that sound effect shit comes in, man. Just listening to that shit tap, the creaking of the doors, you know what I mean? Just all that shit. The windows being slid and uh, like all that shit just adds to the ambiance. Ambiance of it, you know? Yeah. So comes in and he's fucking searching Ray, searching Ray. Can't find none. Well, it's a studio apartment. There's only a bathroom in the room. Right. So he goes to the bathroom. I love how he just kind of glides and opens up the shower curtain like real smooth, like he was about to blow her head off, but like she wasn't gonna see it coming. <laughs> like her dumb ass would have just been hiding in the shower. Actually, he was on par for the other dumb shit in this movie, but she didn't. She went next door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was smart about it. She went out the window into the other window, which was pretty cool. Yeah, because well, there's no ledge, and then you look down, and it's just like a thirty foot drop. And at first, I'm thinking, is she gonna risk it? Break her fucking legs jumping down there? But she was smart. She got the window. Mm-hmm. And then he, which I don't know, man, I guess in his mind, I guess he thought that she was running, that she was just going to run. Yeah. Well, she took Ray's uh, pocket knife and uh, she stabs the living shit out of his hand <laughs> right between the two knuckles, between his fuck you finger and his ring finger. And I got to be honest, man, like that shit. That's got to be the, some of the worst pain. Think all the tendons and nerves and muscles in your fucking hand, bro. You're just cutting through. And she went all the way through yeah, that. Yeah, she bitch. got that buried into the window seal. Dude, it took him a good fucking minute to pull that some bitch out. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a like half the blade was through him. Yeah. Like, at least. Yeah. But like I said, I always thought of that I was like, how's nobody ever cosplay this? Because that is like a great scene. And then he's just like, he's freaking the fuck out, obviously. And I love it. He's just beating the fuck out of the drywall. We'll shoot. Well, well he like first shoot. he tries to shoot her, which by then I'm thinking like, all right, let's say you got her, dude. <laughs> like, you still got to get loose. Like, <laughs> but uh, it is good, though, because he shoots the holes in it. And it kind of weakens the wall. Right. And he then he starts through that pound, pounding through that fucking drywall. That's old school drywall. That yeah. shit don't break easy. I thought that looked really cool, too, with the holes and the light shining through. I yeah. thought that was badass. I was like, that's old school cinematography mm-hmm. right there. And uh, so he gets the knife out and you think she's just going to run. You know, well, no, nah, she's over this shit. She still thinks it's Marty. So she sits down in the corner 
right in front of the door. And as soon as she sees his shadow, she shoots. I'm thinking she's going to wait till he comes through the door. Right, right. Gets his ass right through the door. <laughs> you hear him drop. And she's like, I'm not afraid of you anymore, Marty. He just starts laughing. The greatest fucking laugh. Like, it's up there with Heath Ledger's Joker laugh, dude. Like, well, ma'am, if I see him, I'll deliver the message. He's just bleeding out on this fucking floor. And he looks up at the pipes. I don't remember what that was about, but like. The Coen brothers said that. That one was probably one of the only things that I was kind of like, eh, I don't get that, but didn't didn't affect the movie for me at all. Never mind. I don't think it was them. I think it was somebody else giving their own interpretation. But they were like, they were saying like what it would look like to die under a sink, like what you would be looking out up at. That's true. I mean, that kind of sucks. Like that's the last thing you see. Right, right. Is a fucking sink, a leaky faucet. Right. Condensation just dripping down. About to hit your forehead. Like he died right before that shit hit his head. Like it's a, I was fucking thoroughly surprised at how good this movie was man yeah. like i said Me when too. you hear people's this is their first director debut like if you ever go back and watch uh fucking steven spielberg or george lucas's or um that's another big time guy uh yeah george like all those guys from the 80s like if you ever go back and watch any of their first movies you'd be like how the fuck did any of these guys ever become anything like they're just such shitty student films and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But like this, like I said, for a first movie, like it's fucking good. They it's not polished. only did they just not only did they direct it, but they wrote the thing too. Like it's a double win. And that's kind of like they started that staple too. I'm not saying there wasn't people that wrote and directed their movies before them, but yeah, yeah, yeah. like they bring it to the table every time. I don't think they've made a fucking movie that they haven't wrote. Like, can you think of one? I'm pretty sure that they well they may not have wrote the whole thing, but it always says written by the Cohen brothers and one other person. Like if it's based off a book or another screenplay or something like that, like they'll always bring that guy in to finish the story. But they always have their hands in the story yeah. and writing it. Right. It's almost like like if we don't if we don't write it, bro, we're not going to shoot it. Yeah. Like because it ain't going to be up to our fucking standards. Mm-hmm. And. uh it really, like you said, man, like I said, man, it was really cool just because, like, it gave me a better, a different appreciation for them other than what I would consider their hits. Right. You know? I, uh, like I said on the last episode, I was really getting into noir films, so I was looking up best noir movies, and Blood Simple kept popping up, and I looked into it, and I was like, this is the fucking Cohen's Brother movie that I've never heard of or seen. Right. So that's what gave me the idea to watch it. And I saw that it was on HBO Max, so I'm like, I might as well check it out. And I loved it. And I've been looking for an excuse to watch it on the podcast. So, But yeah, I was, uh, I was really... I was surprised, too. I was really uh, good surprised. Like, yeah. I was just like, wow, that's a fucking good movie. Like mm-hmm. As soon as it ended, I was like, this is a good fucking movie. Right. Like, I'm, I'm going to look for it now. You know what I mean? Like on DVD. It's that would going be really the, cool if you found that out there. I was saying, you know what's so weird, bro, is I always see movies that we literally just did a review on like a week or two before. Well, it's one of those. It's in your. Right. So maybe I'm just seeing it now. Yeah. But like, what was it? Like I saw uh, it was one of the, the, the Korean movies. The I forget that dude's name. Parasite. Bung Joon-ho. Bung the Joon-ho. Host. Yeah. It, I think this that was the one I yeah, saw. Yeah, the, the host is really popular, like um, get spread around a lot. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, shit, there that is. <laughs> and uh, 
and then it happened like a couple weeks ago. I don't remember what it was. I think it was blue, and it wasn't blue velvet because I would have probably grabbed that yeah. just to have it. I forgot what fucking movie it was. But it's like one of those things, like when you buy a new car, you start right. to see it on the road. You're like, I never saw this fucking car until I bought one. Now I right. see them everywhere. Yeah, yeah it's true, though. Yeah. It's true. But my rating, I'm going to give this bitch an 8 3. Nice. All day. Yeah. Um, we do need sound effects. I need a cheer anytime I give you a movie and it's over an eight. Same here, man. When I get one that you highly recommend or that yeah. you told me you loved, right. you didn't know, you're mad that you didn't know you loved it. I'm going to start adding in cheering sound effects. I was going to say, we need a scoreboard in here, bro. <laughs> we need a, a tally mark because I feel like I got four or five now that I, oh yeah, uh, you know. Um, I think about City of God. I just bought it because. It is good. It is so good. such a good, mo- a masterpiece of a movie. Like It's one of those movies that like. You can't watch it all the time mm-hmm. just because it is a longer movie and stuff. But like, it's just one of those movies that's like you like whenever I feel like I'm like having a bad time, like or I have a bad situation in life. You're reminded how exactly. much worse it like, could be. Oh, fuck. These kids are really going through real yeah. stuff. Like, yeah, I'm not. I'm fine. I'm let me shut the fuck up. Right. Yeah. I give you need movies like that. That is all the ones that I like. Right. I like to live down there in the trenches of despair. Mm highly recommended blood simple like if you haven't watched it definitely check it out and you really see how the coen brothers got their start yeah i was about to say even if you're not a huge coen brothers fan if you do like some of their stuff this this is like fargo this is what 1. makes 0. you like those movies yeah the, the, this is where like i said where i feel like they got their you know this Pudding. is where the, yeah, yeah they were still working on it but like you definitely see those elements in there yeah and they say they're embarrassed because you see how they like recycle their own content. Yeah. But it's like, hey, it works. You you change it enough that it's not like, okay, you can do something new now. It's like. I mean, every director's got them, if we're being honest, dude. Yeah. Everybody's got their, their thing. Mm-hmm. You know, Tarantino, he's got his. Even Darren Aronofsky, the movies he does, it's always like Descent into Madness. It's right. always like going Scorsese, down. he's got his camera tricks. Like he's got his things that you see that's a Scorsese thing when you see them on screen. Right, right. You got your own thing. Michael Bay, you're going to get explosions <laughs> and you're going to get some car chases. I like, heard the ambulance movie isn't terrible. You just don't want it to be terrible because Jake's in it. That's why you don't want it to be terrible. <laughs> I don't. I want to watch it and be entertained. I do. I mean, it looks like it's going to be entertaining, yeah. but it doesn't look like there's going to be a lot there. Like, yeah, it's not a lot of substance. It's going to be a, a dumb action movie. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. you're just a fun, just a fun ride, you know, like you said. But, uh, and I'm a I'm a fucking Michael Bay fan, dude. I like more Michael Bay movies than most people. I don't. I can't. I saw all five Transformers in the fucking theater, bro. I love Transformers. Um, I saw both those fucking shitty Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. I in don't there. even really like The Rock. What? The movie The Rock. I love The Rock. You watch I don't really like it that much. Watch your fucking mouth. I the know, Rock right? is fantastic. I mean, it's fine. <sighs> I love Sean Connery and Sean Connery is a goat. Nicholas Cage, but. They should have done it more together. They're Agreed. Great. Yeah. They're great together. Uh buddy of mine, Dan, watches movies on TikTok. He's doing the month of cage. And he said at the end of the month, he's going to see Massive Talent. And I was like, oh, so am I. Bro. Me and my podcast friend, we're going to go see it. We're going to do a review on it. 
Cause he's like you. He loves Nick Cage, but like he, I love the he new, likes his hits, like I like. But he also likes the shit movies that he the makes. New like rena- you. The new yeah. Nick Cage Renaissance. He just did a review on Color and Space, yeah. and he was like, "This movie's not for everybody." Uh, <laughs> I particularly enjoyed it, but I know most people. And I've put it. I said I reviewed this movie, and I fucking hated it. <laughs> he's like, I can see that. Did he? Uh, that. Did he see Watch Mandy? I think he's getting to it. Oh, like I said, he's oh, watching he's a, a different of- one. He, it's it's so crazy how he's picking. Like he's going and he's like, listen to the comments. What movie I should watch next? Well, I threw one out there that I didn't think a lot of people would know. I threw Sorcerer's Apprentice because mm-hmm. I enjoy that movie. Yeah. And uh, he's like, uh, my friend, part of the collector suggested Sorcerer's Apprentice. He's like, I was really surprised. I hadn't seen this. He goes, it's on Disney plus. He goes, I suggest anybody if they like a lighthearted comedy, it's really good. Like, he goes, unfortunately, you know, it came out during wizard fatigue of Harry Potter. So yeah. it got swept under, but he's like, all in all, it's a solid movie, but he's going back and forth. Like he'll watch a B movie from him and then go back and watch one of his first movies. Like yeah. he did raising Arizona and then did fucking color out of space the next day. So it's like, it's pretty interesting way of looking he's at it. Literally just going for whatever. I have and, a, I have one bad Lieutenant mm-hmm. that I want to watch. Yeah. I have it like, have you seen it? I haven't seen all of it. I watched the clip of him that everybody got viral on YouTube. Like the fucking chameleons. Yeah. yeah. Like they're like, bro, you gotta watch this scene. It's just Nick Cage going absolute bad shit. Well, I heard that whole movie's kind of like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, like he was so method on that movie that the dude really thought he was on cocaine. The guy yeah, yeah, that directed yeah. it, mm-hmm. but I guess he just had these like smelling salts that like pump, like pumped him up or whatever. Yeah, that's what know. weightlifters use before they right. lift heavy. And the director was like, Nicholas, because I guess it was like a German dude. Because I watched an interview with Nick Cage and he was like, yeah, the director thought I was actually on drugs. Yeah, He's yeah, like, yeah. but I wasn't, I was sober during that movie. He's like, <laughs> I had just had a son. Like I was sober as shit during that movie. Nicholas, what is in that vial? Because <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I just went fucking ape shit. Like I did it. You know, I just fucking just go over, like if I thought I went over the top, I'd go even more over the top. And I'm like, how does Nick Cage go over over the top? Yeah, right. Like, you invented that shit, my guy. Yeah, I bought it and it's sitting on the shelf waiting for us to review it. So, dude, this fucking new one, man, the 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 unbearable weight of a massive talent. Like, it looks like the best worst fucking movie that's ever gonna come out, bro. It look. It, I love that Nick Cage knows exactly. Where he's where at in his he career. stands right yeah. now, and then is just going for it. I mean, I get it. Like, you know, why not cash in on it? Yeah. Like SNL, uh, Andy Samberg made a fucking career out of SNL, mm-hmm. making fun of Nick Cage for five years, and then what did you? What does Nick Cage do? He joins him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He joins him on the TV and starts making fun of himself because that's what goats do, bro. Yes. Yeah, I'm losing my shit, and I do this for money, bro. But like, I owe a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I gamble a lot. I buy dumb shit. <laughs> I bought a Tyrannosaurus Rex head just for the fuck of it. That's the kind of shit he does. Like, and I love it. I love all of it. Like, um, I just wish his movies were better. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw, like, I don't mean to bring the podcast down. I just want to acknowledge something. Rest in peace. Gilbert Gottfried. Oh my God, bro. I just saw that this morning. Yeah. He passed away at 67. I just wanted to give him a shout out because he was a huge influence on my childhood. Yeah. Like, He's Iago, bro. Yeah. Rest in peace to the goat, dude. Mm-hmm. You no, know what I? Yeah, I'm glad you brought it up because I, I, I was gonna, I was thinking about saying something, but like yeah. I wasn't sure. One thing that I really love is he was battling an illness that finally got the better of him. But 
during the pandemic, he was doing these video shout outs for people. Yeah. And I, I, I think he knew what was going on. So he was just giving people as much of him as he could. And I just thought that was really cool. Like he wasn't even doing it for the money because they're like, do you make a lot of money? He's like, not really, but I enjoy doing it. Right. And I love that. He's just one of those guys, man. Like he's one of those comedians that like he had his, he had his lane and he made it his own and he never really, I don't know, man. Like I just thought he was always a joy. Like problem him. child is an annoying movie, but I fucking love him in that movie. Right. Like he's got one of those voices, obviously that's yeah. just like very, you know, like it's rememberable. Not only that, but he's just so fucking funny. It's like Bobcat Goldwyn. Like, like it's just one of those. It's just one of those things that, like, you know that voice. Like yeah. You know that guy. Right. And he was so vulgar and just like such a tiny guy. And like, <laughs> I loved it, dude. Like, I've, I've, R.I.P. to a goat, man. Yeah. A real legend. Like, I'm sad to see him go. I know it is. 2022 has been a motherfucker with like right. losing, taking so many goats, looking losing legends left and right, man. Right. But. So we've been talking about this movie for an hour now and you've had time to think of it because you, you weren't sure what to give me. Did you finally decide on what you might give me next? I'd, like I said, I'm, I'm really torn between two, man, because I really want to keep going with the gangster Can shit. Can I pick? Can you pick between the two? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you don't let me pick. This is true. I do not let you pick. You don't let me pick. Hmm. <sighs> You know what? I'm going to keep the gangster train going for one more week because this one still got me in that space. You know, murder, lies, deceit, that good shit. Okay. So. That's good because I still have one more to give you. So I'm going Eastern Promises. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to do a layup this week. Oh, my God. We're going to spend an hour. I knew I knew it was coming. We're going to spend an hour talking about how fucking fantastic this movie is. Yes. And we're going to turn... Hopefully, fifteen to twenty thousand more people on to how great this movie is, and the and the rays of how great that movie is on in our review is going to make the director and Vigo Mortensen get together and give us the fucking sequel that we deserve. <laughs> See him as the mob boss. Yes, dude. And now he's spoilers. taking it out from the inside, dude. <laughs> We're not going to give any more away, folks. But yeah. next week, fucking tune in because it's going to be a good one. Yeah. Until then, later, y'all. <laughs> later.